Welcome back to Talkville, folks. The ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. That's right. Very exciting. I'm very excited today. 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 Welcome, Thomas Welling III. You're not Thomas Thank Welling you. III, but I... I uh, Sounds I like, good. I like to say Thomas Welling III. What, I, I know your middle name, too. Don't tell me. Okay. Bleep my Fs, by the way. Um, Starts with a J. Yeah, I know that. Ends with an H. Jeremiah. Jonathan. And No, it's... And there's a P. No, it's not. There's a P in there. Thomas. There's an H and an O. Stop. An H at the end. Now it screwed me up. I thought it was like Walker or something like solid like that. Like oh, that Thomas, sounds cool. Walker Welling. Thomas Walker Welling. Thomas. What is it? Joseph. Joseph. That's my brother's middle name. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about this, but first we're going to get in some stuff. If you're uh, listening for the first time, you've uh, come in the uh, beginning of season three. You need to go back and watch all of them. And uh, please support us. Patreon.com slash Talkville. To really help the podcast out, you don't know how much you help the podcast. You keep us going. If you want us to keep this podcast going, join Patreon. Uh, we love you. Uh, and if you want to follow us and write a review, that helps more than you know. Hi, Ryan. I didn't Hello. Forget you. Hi. Yeah, Talkville, I'm, I'm <laughs> Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Pod on Twitter. Tom and I will be in Salt Lake City, D.C., Rhode Island in September. Get your tickets. We do an evening with Michael and Tom. It's going to be a blast. Uh, yeah. There's, I thought there's, it was an evening with Tom and Michael. Yeah, your name first. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then we also have the wonderful merch at talkvillepodcast.com, which is going off the shelves. People are loving, damn, who's that? And there's all, so many fun shirts. And I love seeing you guys wear them at cons. It's it's just awesome. Um, you can get pictures signed by me and Tom and go to the Inside of You online store and get tons of uh, um, that show's merch um, there. Uh, so do that. And you can also listen to my podcast, which I don't promote, but um, Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum, we interview many great people like Tom and uh, Carrie Ann Moss was just on and Bob Odenkirk and all the Star Trek people. And it's really fun. We talk about mental health and we get real. It's not just a celebrity podcast, but I'd love for you to uh, check it out. Tom listens. He actually listens. I do. I do. Um, Quick thing. Trivia. How many characters' faces are on the DVD cover for season three? I'm going to say two. You and Kristen. Ryan's Googling it. That doesn't. Ryan. Uh, wait. Oh, wait. No. Uh, it's season. Hold on. It just, is season, season three. I'm going to guess it's three. I'm going to say three. It's me, oh, it Kristen, is. and Tom. Yeah. I just noticed that. I was happy about that because I never made the DVD. I was always, always the. It's uh, three. I was, I was going to say five, but is three the answer? Why would it be five? I guess the whole cow or something. I don't know. You can get. You can squeeze John and Martha on there. If you didn't get a chance to. That's uh, season five. Call in to the hotline. The number's 213-J-E-T-C-U-T-E, Jet Cute, and uh, leave messages that are short. We love your questions. Patrons get privilege on that and get a whole bunch more. Patreon.com slash Talkville. All that information and more in the description. Join, review, tell your friends if you want to keep this podcast going. We love we love doing it, so we uh, hope hopefully you love it too. Without further ado, let's get into Season 3, Episode 5. A lot to talk about. This one's called perry very well executed very well executed the show yeah title perry aired october 29 2003 director Jeannot schwartz first smallville episode that he directed and he went on to direct many i love Jeannot. i always ask people if he's still alive because he was he felt like he was ancient then he was an older man he directed things like jaws 2 somewhere in time uh, great director, 
so beautiful. What a beautiful soul, heart of gold, just treated everyone with such respect and loved women. He was always like, oh, you know, so he's French. He's uh, so beautiful. And, uh, you know, just he was such a charmer. And I loved him. He was so cute. And he had that little wonky eye. Remember the wonky eye? Just a oh, little yeah. wonky. Oh, yeah. He was adorable, man. What a great director. If he's listening to this, I wasn't making fun of your eye. I wasn't like calling you. I remember one time he says, Tom, look at me. I did not get this far about my looks. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> he's so charming. Oh, my God. Writers, Mark Verheiden. Mark, you knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, guest star Michael McKeon is Perry White. You know him from all it's so many things. Um, Better Call Saul, but uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Best in Show and uh, Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap, Laverne and Shirley. Many, many movies. I can go on. The list goes on. He was fantastic. Camille Mitchell and is he's Nancy an, Adams, and that's husband. It's Annette O'Toole's husband. There they go. They, they're a match made in heaven. Yeah. They just adore each other. Lorena Gale is Dr. Claire Foster. Synopsis. Perry White, a disgraced journalist, arrives in Smallville in search of alien stories. Clark's weakened powers due to solar flares lead him into challenging situations that are difficult to explain away. And I like that because it just, it was like, okay, the flares are affecting Clark. And so he's going to go in and out of this stuff. And it just, it was, it was like plausible in this world. I wasn't like, oh, come on. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm believing it all here. And the crescendo was awesome. Let's get into it. The episode opens with a news report of a comet making impact with the sun, causing record-breaking solar flares. Clark talks about it with his parents, saying he's glad this phenomenon has nothing to do with him. Uh-huh. We cut to the wild coyote and see Perry White tossing back shots. He makes a remark about Kansasians and gets thrown out and inebriated. Perry begins to drive home. Um, I loved how he played the drunk guy. It was sort yeah. of like in that story. Uh, comic book world um his eyes were just like yeah well you kansasians here and you know and the both guys next to him if you didn't notice were wearing the same flannel shirt which made me laugh and i grew up well in a small i think they town. were they were they were bouncers they were in uniform for the bar i don't think they were bouncers i think they were just bartenders I thought they or were no no bouncers. patrons 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 you think they were bouncers i think they were just bar they were. patrons one the, one thing i liked about one thing I liked about him playing drunk is he was playing that he wasn't drunk. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, key the key to being drunk. drunk. Drunk people never think yeah, they're drunk. I don't. Do you notice that people do that when they're, you know, they're at a bar. I've had people come up to me and go, look, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't care, but <laughs> um, whatever. And I'm like, why did, why did you come up to me? I, this is really awkward. If you don't know me and you don't care about me, why are you caring enough to talk to me? You're a liar. You know that, you know that old saying when someone says, Listen, I don't mean to bother you. And then it's like, well, don't. Yeah, stop there. You're already bothering me. Stop. And the way he was the way he was driving with the map, it reminded me of like times when I would have to find locations that we were shooting at. Yeah, yeah. And I'd just be like, where is this? I know I'm close. In where LA, do you remember what it was called? What? Thomas Guide. Thomas Guide. Oh, the maps? Yeah, the Thomas Guide. I had one. Did you have a Thomas Guide? I had delivered pizzas for a summer in 2007. I want to order. They still had. We still had to get maps. That had to be hell. That was awful. Could you imagine having an Uber back then? First of all, you'd have to call the place, call the guy's cell or whatever, and then he'd have to take you with with uh, with the freaking Thomas guide. I'm gonna try and find one on eBay. I want to have one and just frame it. I still have them in my trunk. I think. Do you have a Thomas guide? Can I have it? You want to see it? Yeah, I'll show you. No, I want to see it. I want to have it. (laughs) You want to have it? Yeah. Do you want it? 
Yeah. Okay. Liar. If there's I a there's a serious there's a serious like time in like LA actors' lives of people who had Thomas guides and then people who didn't. Like when they came out to LA, some people just came out when they already had the phones going and they were like, "What's a Thomas guide?" Yep. At the same time, we see Clark super speeding down the road until he loses power and stops in the middle of a highway. This causes Perry to lose control and hit a pole. Clark saves him by ripping open his door, and Perry is shocked by his abilities. I love it. He's like, he just ripped open my door. I love that. I remember shooting that, I remember shooting that day because my parents were in town, and they'd been in town for, they were going to stay for two weeks, and they'd been there for like three days. They've come to visit set, and you know, when you visit set, it's only, it's really only fun for about five minutes. It and is. For, for people most don't people. realize, like, like I want to watch, and then they see a, the same scene shot fifty times, and they're like, "I want to go home." This is I hate. Hollywood. And my my parents were like, "Um, so listen, don't take this the wrong way, but you know, we just now we appreciate sort of your workload and everything else, and we came here to see you, and we realized that uh, we're not really going to see you, so we're going to go to Vancouver Island for the rest of our trip." And they yep. left town. And you I was know like, what I was thinking? Right. Of, you know, it'd be a good idea. We could talk to Bryce, and you can cut this if you want, Jason, or not. But maybe to have a winner of patron, like we do a, a winner every year or something, that gets to sit here on the podcast with us, and we get to on the Zoom every once in a while ask them what they think. You know, like they join us for an episode. It'd be fun. That'd be dope. As long as they're hey, not just like interrupting us and shut up here and there. I love you guys, but I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Don't you guys? Yeah, don't Write do what I do. what you think. Bryce, what do you think? Uh, he's going to text you right now on what he thinks. Back on the farm, we see Clark continuing to misjudge his abilities as he installs fence posts. As he does this, Perry, does this, Perry shows back up to, the, to talk with Clark, sharing that he works for X-Styles, a show for the paranormally inclined. Then Perry, the drunk driver who almost ran into a high schooler, convinces Jonathan Kent to let him loan out Clark for a couple of days to take him around. That was the only piece of writing that I thought was freaking stupid. Jonathan should have said, you were drunk. So, no. It's your fault you did that. <laughs> but Shoot. but isn't he he's sort of he's sort of suspicious that Perry knows things. Like he like he, Maybe like he, that's it. Maybe because, well because he also made a comment about how like you like throwing the fence poles in. He's like, "Don't you need tools for that?" Yeah. Like he's noticing stuff that has been around Right. For, so he's saying three seasons what, already. he's saying what he wants without a, a you know kind yeah. of like a nail on the head. Like I see what you see. Like he's been in this town for 2 days and has been drunk the whole time and he's noticing more about Clark than like Lana and Chloe <laughs> ever do. Yeah, exactly. Over Luther Mansion <laughs> Lex is talking with Dr. Foster. She just passed away recently. She's she's been in a lot of stuff like I think Marvel or DC movies, but she's been, worked a lot and she was she was fun to work with. She was very serious. She didn't goof, but I remember making her laugh a few times, which made me happy. Seemingly to clear himself for the psych test that Lionel wanted, she tells him that they confirmed he didn't actually have malaria and he needs to discuss his deep-seated feelings for Lionel. That's actually cool to tell a girl you're dating to, hey, actually, I didn't have malaria. So I just want you to know that. Uh, Clark takes Perry to the town because Perry wants to interview with this little girl from the meteor shower. Lana, Lana, is disgusted by his request and mad that Clark is associated with Perry. He's um, so uh, he's so slimy in that moment. Like as as you're watching, you're just like, oh man, what a what a slimy dude. And yeah, this is this is where I start seeing for the rest of the episode that Clark really isn't nice to this guy. He's like one of the few people Clark isn't like, okay, listen, let me just talk to you. Clark does not like this guy. He just wants to like yeah throw him says, in the next town. Yeah, because I'm sorry, and and that tragedy has turned you into a you know like a tabloid. Sorry, but that's just the way life goes. And I'm like, oh, what a dick. Um, 
Next, Clark takes Perry to the torch because he wants to talk to the editor. It seems the local paper has gained notoriety amongst the paranormally inclined. Chloe brushes him off before realizing who he actually is. Wait a minute. You're Perry White. You're the famous Perry White. It's amazing because I don't watch uh, any DC movies. I don't watch a lot of those superhero movies. But has Perry White been introduced in any of those DC movies? He's the guy that Clark Kent goes to work for, the Daily Planet. And he's like a crazy cigar-smoking, hollering. Oh, I don't know. It's just one or two the or original, whatever. But... maybe. Yeah, not. Yeah, he's just like a, he's a staple of the thing because he's, yeah, he runs, or he's the boss of the Daily Planet. Okay. Thank yeah. you. I should know that. Next, uh, Lana heads to Luther Mansion and tells Lex that a creepy reporter is prying into her past. Lex assures her that he will make sure Perry never bothers again. I like, I like my look at her when he says, she says Perry White. Because I know, like, the history. And I'm like, don't worry about this. I'll never bother you again. Um, I felt like I, it was, I, I was, it was, it was too much at the end when I said, don't worry about that. I felt like I was too intense. I should have been just like, Lana, Perry White will never bother you again. Instead of, he oh, will I never think it- bother you again. I, I, I thought I played it too much. Or aren't you, you're sort of building throughout this episode and that I'm losing to my the mind realization that you you do need therapy. That's true. Okay, thank you. Right. This is the second reporter from Metropolis that Lex has had previous run-ins with Nixon. If we remember Roger Nixon, the old Nixon. Clark goes to pick up Perry and finds him tossing back more shots at the wild coyote. Clark reveals that he and Chloe dug into the past and discovered how he used to be a popular reporter in Metropolis. As he and Perry go to leave the bar, Lex barges in looking for trouble. He think he takes Perry for a ride and tells him to leave down. Beat it. I like You that. know what I liked about this? When you opened up the door, you couldn't the silhouette was so cool. And when Clark is like Lex. It, I know it's supposed to be surprised, like, well, Lex, why are you here? But part of me was like, is that you, Lex? I can't, can't see you. It's so bright. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. But I love when I take him for a ride and I had some fancy car and I sped off. It's one of those moments where I got to drive the car and really speed down that street. And they're like, Rosie, you don't have to go that fast. I'm like, no, I'm going. 
I'm going. And were I, you concerned about kicking up any gravel toward the other actor as you sped off? I didn't worry about that I, at all. I didn't think about that. Now <laughs> I thought about that. Back on the farm, Clark goes to share what happened with his father who was working on a tractor. Clark goes to help, but again, can't control his powers and ends up throwing it into the air. And of course, it lands. I thought that was dope. He threw that thing a mile high. And of course, it lands at the feet of Perry, who then says, I'm not drinking anymore. That was a very funny moment. And I wonder yeah. if that was written or if he came up with that. Oh, dumping out the flask? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I bet it's Michael. I feel like it was. I bet it was. But that, that was like a pure, like old, old school comedy moment. Yeah. Tom, how did they shoot that with the truck? It's all CGI, obviously. I, I think I was, you know, I pretended to lift it. And then on one of them, I really just sort of lifted up my body. And then I think when we actually threw the tractor, there was nothing there. I just like tried to. It looked But this dope. is probably one of the top 10 things I get asked about of the show is what was it like shooting that tractor scene this is like really for the fan yeah that's a famous scene because it really the cgi really was perfect it looked real it looked like a movie yeah the way i really liked the way it it took off fast but then it floated as it went away that was cool yeah the sheriff questions clark uh well they, they didn't say this but it lands right near his feet and then clark super speeds to the truck and there's perry it was just a little yeah. bit like, okay, he just happens to be there. You meet him the first time. I, I let it go, but I'm like, all right. Well, I think I think that was better than the scene afterwards where he gets questioned. And the sheriff just looks at him and says, just get on the bus and leave. Like, this is the only witness you have, and you just tell him to leave town because you're drunk and everybody's sick of you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she questions Clark and Jonathan on why their tractor is in the middle of the road. They can't say something was stealing uh, someone was stealing it on a flatbed truck and Perry, the town drunk, claims it fell from the sky. Uh, after this, Perry White heads back to Smallville High to talk with Chloe in the torch. Chloe tells him that he was the reporter that she dreams to be. Perry then tells her that having the story of a lifetime isn't worth it if you're afraid to write it, especially if Lionel Luther is involved. I like this kind of um, subtext, like this, these, not even subtext, but it's like it, it gain. The Luthers gain a little weight here, like a little, like you start to fear all that they can do. It's like, oh, Luther threatened him and this. We're starting to build that lure of of who the Luthers are and throughout the series. And the more we do that, the uh, the cooler it gets. In the Kent barn, Jonathan and Clark are trying to figure out what's happening with his powers. And finally, we get a scene with Pete. Yes, Pete. He shows up. And talks about how the recent solar flares are causing interference with Clark's powers, which we already know. Back at Luther Mansion, Lex storms into his office to confront his doctor, who decided not to clear him after the psych evaluation. She believes he needs infinite sessions, and Lex is resistant to opening up anymore. Get out! I love that. The next day, Perry is on the farm waiting for Clark. He shares that Clark is the subject of his next story. Perry has seemingly done what nobody else in Smallville has has. And connected Clark with countless police reports and other phenomena around the town. Clark leaves their conversation and tries to run away, but instead he supersedes in front of Perry. That was what I was talking about when he supersedes in front of Perry. Yeah. That night, Clark returns home on a Greyhound bus. It turns out his super speed didn't give out until Lake Tahoe, 1,000 miles away. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's like uh, driving an electric car these days. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah, I ran out of electricity uh, about uh, on my way to Vegas. I had to uh, hitch (laughs) on the way home. 
Yeah, the Tesla just didn't do it for me. Should have gotten a Rivium. <laughs> the next day at Luther Mansion, Perry shows up to blackmail Lex. He tells him that he will drop some dirt he has on Lionel if Lex shares some dirt on Clark Kent. Perry reveals that he knows about the miraculous bridge crash incident. Lex responds by grabbing Perry by his coat and slamming against the wall. First of all, I want to say something about this. Um, if he also knows something about Clark Kent, he's another one. That's all this information about Clark Kent. I don't know why he wouldn't want to hear that information being the genius that he is. It's like someone else has information about Clark. Like, Kent. like the cave doctor where you were like, Oh, interesting. Tell me what you know first before exactly. I, before I kick you out. I think Lex would have said this better be good. You have five seconds. Well, Go. This, this, these are your, these are your inner demons being unleashed as the good doctor said, Correct. you're losing your perspective. I remember throwing Michael McKeon against the thing and the director's like, yeah, it just doesn't look realistic enough. And Michael's like, you could, you could really throw me. Well, he's big, isn't he? Is he's he a, tall. No, I don't remember him being that tall. He was a little taller than me. Is he maybe. a tall man? He's a solid dude. Tallman. And I think he, he knew how to do it. Like you can learn how to make it. I was, I'll tell you what, I remember being intimidated by him in the scene and I had to overcome that to be the one that is the powerful, the confident one. I just remember got, you know, I'm, I'm working with him and for some reason this was the first scene we shot together and I was like sort of like enamored by you know so oh my god this is the guy I grew up watching and and uh I was a little intimidated and um he was really he was cool he was nice um but he was he, in the he moment was, he was ready he, to yeah act. he was in the moment he was he was there to work you know he wasn't there to tell jokes or mess around and I think yes he was also playing a character who was doing the same thing so he wasn't likable yeah there's nothing likable about it Perry heads over to the Kent household and brings along a camera crew to report on the story. Uh, the Kents look on from inside their house until uncontrollably. Again, Clark uses heat vision to, to light some curtains. Not only that, but he experiences pain from the fire as he tries to put it out. He's got these like scarred hands or whatever. These, and uh, I thought, again, that was cool. It's like, you know, we're seeing all these things kind of come in and out. Scared by his lack of control of powers, Clark takes the truck and leaves the farm. As he does, Perry and his crew chase the truck. However, it's another bait and switch because Jonathan is the driver, not Clark. <clears throat> that was cool. That was cool. Perry heads over to the town to talk to Lana. She tries to kick him out, but instead he tells her he will stay out of her life for good if she gives him a ride to the bus stop. Lana takes him up on the offer. Oh, yeah. Everybody was involved in this episode. Yeah. Everybody was involved. Yeah. Clark gets frantic, a frantic call from Lana and rushes to help her. He finds her and Perry at Saunders George Gorge viewpoint. Perry is on the ledge, prepared to jump off, seemingly willing to test Clark's life-saving abilities by risking his own life. He this is the same dam that uh, Kristen hung off of in a previous episode. Yeah. And I believe it's the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we shot there quite often. Yeah. Remember with, with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, that yep. whole thing? That was, uh, yeah. Is that the one where, what about with the little girl? Was that the same where she saves, she didn't save the little girl who fell off? Oh, it was off? like a bridge. That was at the bridge, but that was probably near there. It was there. a bridge. A lot of high points to fall off of in Kansas. Who yeah. would have thunk it? Yeah, a lot of high points. <laughs> a lot of jumping. A lot of, uh, Perry huh. takes a leap. Clark tries to grab him, but it's too late. Both men fly down towards the bottom. Luckily, Perry created a makeshift bungee cord that stops them before they hit the bottom. Perry holds on to Clark for dear life, asking him to use his powers. However, Clark has none to use. Now, let me tell you something. This was exciting. The <laughs> stunt work on this scene, it just supersedes anything that I have seen on the show. This, uh, for the most part. 
the the flip like when they flip each other on the wire oh that was legit that was legit it looked good it looked no cgi it just looked real i was like man this is dope man i feel like i'm i don't know i'm watching a movie here at times after nearly killing the kid drunk driving perry has now endangered clark's life twice this episode as Perry's cord breaks, Pete throws down another one for Clark and Perry to hold on to. They switch just in time. Pete ties the other end of the truck and begins to pull them up. Tom, you had any stories from shooting these scenes at the gorge? Oh, I, 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 sorry, I really, I don't. I, it, it looks familiar. Obviously, I wasn't hanging off the thing, and um, those were stunt guys. And those are probably like full days. Or like, if you're at the gorge, you're there from six a.m. till five p.m. I, I do. I remember. I probably the reason I don't remember because this is during a time where I went on one of those five-day fasting things where you could only have like flaxseed. Tired, huh? And I, I, think I, I think I was just maybe, I remember being in my trailer putting flaxseed in the cup and being like, because I was having those hunger pangs. That's what I remember from this day because I know it was there. Jeez. But I, I guess I was just hungry. I'm glad I didn't have to look beautiful and ripped all the time. I just put on a suit and covered up my flaws if you're shopping while working eating or even listening to this podcast then you know and love the thrill of the hunt but are you getting the thrill of the best deals rakuten shoppers do they get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back at Luther Mansion, we see Lex finally coming into terms with the idea of therapy. I love when he says, you're going to hear things that are very disturbing. This is all confidential. And he's like nervous because that's what, you know, I think that's how people think, think about therapy in general. So, you know, you got to remember that your therapist is there to help you and they can't give any information to anyone right. unless you're saying, I want to kill someone. Then they have to. But other than that, you can talk about your life and, and anything you want, any dark things, because it's between you and the therapist. And that's and the unlike, stigma. And unlike almost anyone else in your life, they're trained to support you and yeah. help you and guide you. Better help. But it's folks. scary. Better help. Over at the Kent <laughs> Farm, Clark's powers have returned to normal as the solar flares have died down. He proves that this by throwing a bale of hay and using super speed to catch it. Lana shows up and tells Clark that she went to the graveyard to talk with her parents about wanting to work things out with Clark. Weird. The episode ends with Clark dropping off Perry at the next bus out of town. Perry tells Clark, 
you're a real freak, kid. <laughs> I like that. And then shares that the whole ordeal has led him to swear off drinking. Perry tells Clark he's going to leverage his relationships to the Daily Planet and try to finish that story. He couldn't. The same one Lionel convinced him not to. Walking in Memphis. Oh, so why he's walking they, back was in he going to Memphis? No. <laughs> and why would they say walking in Memphis is a land song? Just... And I like the original. Yeah, this was a cover. It was a cover. Yeah. The real one was and why, Mark Cohn. And why this song? I didn't get the I didn't get the connection between this song and the moment. I think tonally it has a feeling of like, yep, someone's leaving town. Like that's sort sure. of the, the vibe of the song. Is that what you got? That's I don't that's all. The band was Lone Star, I looked it up. Yeah, you know, it I mean it's not like I know any other song, but that that would work. I just heard that song and I was like, huh? You took me out of it for a second. <laughs> He's going to Memphis? Yeah, the exact. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's now, what I said. I, I asked that, and then I asked Ryan. We're so smart. I'd, maybe, maybe it wasn't the first choice. I don't know. We gotta. Who's the music supervisor? We have to get them on the podcast. Yeah, I um, asked. I had somebody ask me once that when um when you're in a scene, and it happened in this too, when uh, a couple maybe last season when Lex was destroying his office and they were playing that horrible like death metal. Remember, oh, yeah. somebody was like, when you're in the scene. Are they playing the music? <laughs> no. This is the real I, I, People ask me that. Listen to this. The original is beautiful. He's going to get rain on his blue suede shoes, bro. Working with Michael Keehan, it was uh, having a guest star McKean. like this really elevates the show. Michael McKean. Michael McKean, what'd I say? Michael, Michael Keehan. Michael Keehan, sure. Yeah. Um, it's a rare episode that Clark gets saved. Lex is getting more and more intense as his mind's starting to go, perhaps. We get a little darker. And now this is this, like I said, this was the toughest season because things start to happen. And we uh you're in for a treat, Ryan. Oh boy. Would you guys like to hear some interesting things of note? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of note. In an incredible coincidence, the episode Perry, which dealt with a large solar flare affecting Clark's powers, first aired in the US on the same day that the largest solar flare in over 100 years struck the Earth. The October 29th, 2003. Damn. No way. That is a fact. Wow. That's crazy. The sheriff snaps and don't call me chief at Perry White. This is a reference to Perry White constantly yelling, don't call me chief at Jimmy Olsen and all the other Superman television shows, cartoons, and movies. Huh. Perry White works for a program called X-Styles, a twist on the X-Files, which Michael McKeon, who played Perry, had a recurring role on. Huh. Now it's time for the hotline, folks. Those were all very interesting. Thanks, Bryce. Those very were all interesting, interesting things of note. Here we go, folks. Talk. We're going to uh, patron privilege here for the hotline. Hey, guys, it's Michael Matoni from Texas. I really enjoyed the episode, Perry, but I'll admit the plot of Clark's secret being exposed yet again at this point in the series, I thought was a little overused. Do you all agree? No. Hmm. This is the first time nope. that it really worked. Hmm. This th at least really worked for me. I felt like um, it was a little much going on, but he was drunk, uh, Perry. Uh, but it, it just this whole episode kind of worked for me. You guys, it I, I think it worked for me totally. I mean, I, there's a part of me that's like, there's no way, even after the hanging off of the bridge thing, or after the cliff, that he would go. Oh, I must have been so drunk I made all that up. But I, I I'm happy to let it go. Yeah. Hey, it's Thomas the Leaf Blower from Niagara Falls, Canada, and I have a question for the season three episode Perry. That tractor throwing scene. How'd you guys do that? That was amazing. 
Thomas, love your sweatshirt, the Talkville sweatshirt. I have one. It's freaking do re mi fa sol la ti do. Um, we talked about that, so we answered your question as far as we know. I, I, I think it brings up another thing. I think it's important if you were to rewatch this again, watch after Clark throws the tractor, watch what, how John Schneider reacts. He, he reacts for, out of concern for his son. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he's not like, oh, my God, what did you do? You know, we don't can't afford another one. None of that. He immediately reacts out of concern for his son. I thought that was a great choice by John. Yeah, it really was subtle. Hey guys, Michael here from Bendigo in Australia. Did anyone find it strange that Jonathan was so nonchalant about Perry, despite him clearly knowing Clark's secret? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Thank you, Michael. Um, no, um, I show. I think he showed concern when when. Um, Perry wanted to borrow Clark. I think there was a little concern, like, I know I got to do this. So it didn't bother me too much, Tom. Uh, not, no. I, I mean, I think Perry, as much as he, he wanted to say Clark was responsible, what he really needed was somebody who knew how to get around town, literally. I mean, yeah. he can't read a map. Lynn. Hi, this is Moon Kent from North Carolina. Lynn For Kent. the episode Perry, did you know that when it aired, there was actually a real solar flare storm going on? So we actually saw the same effects on the news as we saw in the episode, although without any superpowers going haywire. That reaffirms or reconfirms what uh, I said, and Tom didn't believe me. So thank you, Lynn. Adam, tell me what you think. Another solar flare story. Hi, this is Adam Rodriguez from Los Angeles, California. I was wondering, and particularly in this episode, there was a time when Lex was possibly making a move on Lana. I was wondering, was this difficult to portray on film at the beginning before it became something much more later in season seven? Anyways, love you guys. Thank you. Love you too, buddy. Um, I didn't ever play it like that, I don't think. I always thought... Um, I didn't notice it actually in the episode that Lex was kind of hitting on her. I think, um, I think Lex is charmed by her. Lex is kind of a flirty way. Lex is really smart and, uh, sort of engaging more so cause he's an older guy. Um, but I didn't feel that. Did you guys? No. Okay. I thought he was well, just... moving on then. <laughs> Focus. But yeah. Moving on. But I will say that um you know when those sparks start to fly it's it's pretty easy to be charmed by her to be charged charmed by lana um but you know right now she's just a young girl in high school and i don't i don't think lex would go there hello this is julian from chicago first time calling and i was just wondering if there's, there was ever any talks about the character of Trey white having more episodes because he's only in two more episodes after this one and i think this was a really good casting for Trey white so i was just wondering if he there was ever talk to him being like a reoccurring character in the later season thank you well he's fantastic as we said and so yeah i'm sure they were like uh, we got to get him back on so he does do two more episodes i didn't know that i didn't know he did two more, did two more episodes. i didn't remember that i don't remember that uh, but maybe you're I, right. I think the, I'm guessing the one of the leading factors of him even being on the show is the fact that he, you know, got to hang out with his wife as well. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm, you know what? I remember. Here's what I do remember. I remember. <laughs> Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. 
Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Bringing my guitar over to their apartment they were staying in, Annette and Michael. And we smoked some weed. And I have never been that high. And I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I really felt like I was embarrassing myself and they couldn't wait till I got out. Till I left. That's how I felt. I remember leaving home going, God, I did not impress them at all. Because we played guitar and I was just still a kid too. I mean, this is, you know, this is 2004 or something. Do you, do had they asked you to bring your guitar or you just kind of barged uh, yeah, in with it? That might have been the uncomfortable part. <laughs> no, he did because he plays, he's an, they're amazing musicians. So we all play guitar. So he, I think he asked me to bring it. And, you know, my songs weren't uh, fleshed out. I hadn't really started writing like, like I do now. And I think if I brought my guitar with the songs I have now and the stuff, they would have been like, whoa, this is not bad. Um, but uh, it was just odd because he's such a great musician that I was just like enamored. I'd play a song and then he'd get really play a song. Did you get to play Stonehenge <laughs> with him? No, Stonehenge, from Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, uh, he was in. Uh, so he was in seasons nine and ten. He was in like it looks like the end of the season. He was in an episode Good. called Hostage, season nine, and then season ten. He was in something called the finale. Huh. So hey, Michael Tom, this is John. Tom, this season so far, Clark has pretty long hair. Uh, opposed to seasons one and two. So I was just curious if like that was your decision. Was that like the Smallville uh, producer's decision? Just kind of curious about that. Thanks. Uh, I never really had um, a lot of opinions about what the hair department was doing on the show. I mean, it changes a little bit here and there, but I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Unless I'm distracted by something, I really, you know, I really don't pay attention to that so like your hair i remember in the beginning there's something it was like whoa your hair is really long or something but like after that during the series i never noticed it because they keep it pretty consistent they did a really good job i had a dream the other night about christine our makeup artist and i'm like oh my god you're alive because of course i'm alive michael and i talked to her and i'm like oh my god i thought she died but she did die but i had a real dream about her Hi, Tom. Michael, this is uh, Cody Fontenot from Louisiana. With Michael McKean being uh, Annette O'Toole's husband, was uh, this the first time he ever was on set? Or did he ever visit during the previous season? And, uh, do you all have any fun memories of him? Thank you, and uh, keep the show going. I think it was the first time I ever saw him. I just remember he was uh, uh, intense with his work and wanted just really was um, serious about his work. Um, he wasn't like I thought he'd be. You know, I thought he'd be a little goofier and, you know, and it's, oh, spinal tip, all the funny stuff. But he's, again, I think if you meet, met Christopher Guest, he's a real serious guy. I met him once. Uh, I went to a concert, Michael, and Annette invited me to see Spinal Tap with Tenacious D at the um, old um, House of Blues on Sunset. And I went, I went backstage and I met Christopher Guest and I was just, oh, I'm a big fan. Really nice to meet you. He's like, thank you. That was it. I was like, Jesus. All right, well. Nice meeting you. Uh, here's uh, Peter, Peter Pumpkinita. 
Greetings, Tallfell. Peter here from Chi-Town. After Clark saves Perry White with no powers at the time, he cuts his hands pretty deep while doing so. Mr. White saw that, yet when Clark drops him off to catch the bus, there's no bandages on his hand. Even the world's greatest detective would notice that there's no pain after a farewell handshake, just hours after the incident. Wanted to know your opinion on that. Keep up the great work, guys. Good, Thank good you very catch. much, Peter. Good catch. And uh, now I hate the episode because of that. No. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I, the- I, you know, I'll tell you what probably happened. We probably shot the, all that stuff at the at the um, bus stop in one day, maybe two, and then we probably shot the stuff off the cliff on a second unit day after the episode. And the, you know, the what do you call it? The um, when things are supposed to add up in an episode, when it's like there's a word for it. Not, the script supervisor is always making sure that things add up. It's um, continuity. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, thank you. Continuity. Um, and it just slipped. Because there's a different script supervisor for first unit and second unit. Yeah. And if the notes aren't yeah. read correctly, yeah. I let it go. Good catch. I, think, I didn't notice it. I think when I'm in an episode and I'm, I'm loving it, I, I let those other things go. It's it's the bad episodes I notice everything. Everything's <laughs> messed up with it. Like, it's yeah. just not a believable story. And from that, I just go down this rabbit hole of crap. But like with an episode like this, I was like, this is just fun. I'm having fun. It just all I, I I'm with I'm with you. I'm either with you or not with you. I, that was a good catch. I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I'm not uh, worried about it. No, what I'm what I'm thinking about now is just the idea of like a, a lonely bus stop in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like Forrest well, this, this Gump. Is shit. Ne- this has never come up before. That's like Castaway What's shit. It? Remember when he comes back and he's at the four, you know, the fork in a road. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the same bus stop. Was there even a bus stop sign in in this in this scenes? Yeah, it's just a sign. Now this now now this guy's got me. Why do they call it, it a fork yeah. in a road? Because the fork fork but, has four. Just because it looks like a fork. Yeah, but each road went this way, this way. It's more like a cross. A cross. Crossroads. Road. This is something for the linguist. A f- well, a fork in the road is only two. It's not four. Hey, what's a fork in the road, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, but why do they call it a fork? Because <laughs> there's a prong, one prong, forks have prongs. Pro- forks there's have a four prong prongs. in the road. The original forks used by it's, the ancient people. It's those little, you know, okay. the little ones you use to get to eat little oysters out of the can. It's just a little. Why don't they call it a T in the road? That's what they call it. You'll come to a T. T is. T is perpendicular. Well, that's the that's what this was. All right, we'll move on. Sorry. Uh, I'm glad he's on. there to help. Raj us. has a question. Notice the painting in the background of Lex's office depicting a plane crash. Is this subtle note of the psychiatrist trying to get Lex to talk about the crash? I did not notice that. That is awesome. God, you guys I, are great. Wow, Raj. That's amazing. Rosenbaum rating system. Let's start out with Tom. I like this one a lot. I, I think it's up there with two. Number two. Ryan. I agree, too. This might be, it's it's definitely two. I might go two and a half because I had so oh. much fun with it. Oh. It felt like comic book. It felt like this is what Smallville should be. This mm-hmm. is this is what I want to see. Well, yeah, they literally introduced the comic book character. Yeah. I'm going to give it two and a half just because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I watched it in the morning just before the show and I was distracted and it, it glued me. And I was like, I ended up watch really, really watching it. I'm going to give it two and a half just because... With all those different distractions, it really kept my attention. That's my first two and a half ever since the pilot. Wow, wow, wow. I think so. Yep. 
I just loved it. I just really loved it. Um, Death count, zero dead, three saved. Clark saves Perry from the power lines. Pete saves Clark and Perry from the gorge. Through five episodes, season three, seven dead, 11 saved. Series 66 dead, 81 saved. It's time for Ryan's favorite scene. You got the one you chose? I do. Okay, let's go. I sure do. Uh, Scene one, tractor launch. Uh, Scene two, jumping over the cliff. Uh, And then scene three, the walking in Memphis goodbye. It's not the walking not in Memphis goodbye. It's the I got mine. Hold on, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me read them again. On the count of it's one, two, three, and then say your answer out loud. You ready, Tom? Say the answer or the number. Uh, the number. One, two, three, one. One. Damn. Truck. <laughs> yeah. No, the tractor flip. Yep. For sure. Yep. Yeah, because I don't know if we're getting better or worse at this. It was cool. And it then, was dope. And then, yeah, Michael McKean's performance in it was was funny. Yeah. That's it for the episode. Stick around next week as we get ancient and talk about season three, episode five, Relic. I don't remember that being great, but we'll see. I, I don't remember it at all. Uh, we're going to take the uh, your thoughts on the episode over on our socials, at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Please show support um, by supporting us and keeping us going by patreon.com slash Talkville if you're enjoying this. Uh, anything you give is is really helpful and uh, uh, talkvillepodcast.com for all the merch inside of you in online store merch um, you can get zooms on uh, talkvillepodcast.com with me and Tom um, don't forget the cons in September DC Rhode Island and um, Salt Lake uh, if you want any more info like merch from the show a hotline number it's all in the description link tree and all that stuff thank you bryce thank you jason for all your hard work thank you ryan for being here yeah thank you tommy good seeing you thank you guys tommy Can't what do you say what do you say Joe. remember folks remember folks always hold on to smallville and now a shout out to our patrons without whom we would not be doing this so thank you well patreon.com Nikki- slash talkville we love you down tom you can go <laughs> Nikki G, Leah and P, Raj C, Santiago M, Leah and Kristen, Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, Abhi P, Raj, Ray H, I always mess that up, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more, Leilani N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Lana Roms with Banana, Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy, one, two, seven, Michael P, Theo M, and Ryan R. Well, we got Jordan M, we got Hillary B, and Randy B, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Derek G, Jarrell, <laughs> Heather, and Greg, Nico P, and I made small talkville say butts, Eric K, Clark's mom, Kristen B, Craig C, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth Achilles, Finky, Tamra H. Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Ken, the Limerick Guy, Isabel, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade. Mr. Home Arcade and Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Carrier, what? Karen Era. Karen Era M. I just turned my screen down Karen like an idiot. Era. Karenir M, Eldon Supremo, Damn. Leslie V, Mick Burtz, Ginger Moose, Christoph, Christoph. Christoph S, Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, what up? Uh, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Sourpuss C, Matthew and Lincoln B. David G, K, 
Carol B. This will be the DJ version. 99.5 WKDQ. Coming up, the Coopers, Marianne, Louise L, CGO, Cindy C, Nikki L, Shannon, Fofan, and M, Brian S, Tina E, Matt R, Anthony R, Jen T, Jess D, Cassie B, Felicia R, Danny M, DS underscore the underscore RN, JS on your favorite radio station, 96 WSTO. We love you guys. Thanks for all the support and love. Couldn't do it without you. 